Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our state president, uh, Senate president. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. My wife, Linda, will be joining us later in the show as well. <clears throat> it is July the 25th, and on this day in 1978, Louise Joy Brown, the first world's first to be, uh, baby to be conceived via in, in vitro fertilization, IVF, was born in Manchester, England to parents Leslie and Peter Brown. The healthy baby was delivered shortly before midnight by cesarean section and weighed about 5 pounds, 12 ounces. Before giving birth to Louise, Leslie Brown had suffered years of infertility due to blocked fallopian tubes. In November the, uh, 1977, she underwent the then experimental IVF procedure. A mature egg was removed from one of her ovaries and combined in a laboratory dish with her husband's sperm to form an embryo. The embryo was then implanted in her uterus. A few days later, her IVF doctors, British gynecologist Patrick Steptoe and scientist Robert Edwards, had begun their pioneering collaboration a decade earlier. One of the media learned of the, once the media learned of the pregnancy, the Browns faced intense public scrutiny. Louise's birth made headlines around the world and raised various legal and ethical questions, as you can imagine. The Browns had a second daughter, Natalie, several years later, also through IVF. In May 1999, Natalie became the first IVF baby to give birth to a child of her own. The child's conception was natural, easing some concerns that female IVF babies would be unable to get pregnant naturally. In December 2006, Louise Brown, the original test tube baby, gave birth to a boy, Cameron John Melinder, who was conceived naturally. Today, IVF is considered a mainstream medical procedure and uh, treatment for infertility. Hundreds of thousands of children around the world have been conceived through this procedure, in some cases with donor eggs and sperm. Amazing. That, that, that's only 1978, if you can imagine. I think how far we've come since that time and all the question concerns raised uh, ethically and so forth. Very interesting. Well, it should come as no surprise that buying school supplies is expensive here in Cuyahoga County and around the country. We estimate parents will spend anywhere between $489 and $890 this year to provide school supplies for their kids. To help parents save, Florida's back-to-school sales tax holiday starts yesterday and runs through August the 6th. Learning aids, uh, for example, uh, you can buy for $30 or less. Most school supplies selling for $50 or less. Uh, clothing, footwear, and accessories selling for $100 or less, and computers and related accessories uh, selling for $1,500 or less when purchased, of course, for non-commercial use. That's a nice uh, level of savings if you think about spending $500 on school supply. That's 6%. That's pretty good savings. So uh, uh, you might want to look into that and uh, take advantage of it before August the 6th. Well, a report from the Florida Chamber of Commerce shows the Sunshine State has seen a significant net income migration boost from blue states. In particular, Florida's revenue pool has been magnified by New York, Illinois, New Jersey, California, Pennsylvania. Some of the uh, more than 50% of the total net income migration in Florida is from the following five states. Uh, New York, $9.8 billion. Wow. Illinois, $3.9 billion. New Jersey, $3.8. California, $3.5. And Pennsylvania, $1.9 billion. Uh, the report uh, also indicates Florida's income dominance over other states. For example, Florida tops the country with $39.2 billion net migration revenue, which is nearly four times greater than Texas, which is second place. The Lone Star State brought in $10.9 billion. Locally, uh, Southern Florida has a significant increase following uh, 
uh, 7.4 billion in Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach County is right behind at 7.2 billion. Southwest Florida is also represented in Collier County, 4.9 billion dollars, and Lee, 2.4 billion. That's a lot of tamales coming to Florida, and of course that uh, certainly amplifies the money available to run government, and uh, it's just good for Florida. So we're so grateful, and I think. Uh, blue states need to wake up and understand why peoples are fleeing because wealthy Americans who move to Austin, for example, to Austin, Texas, from New York, can save as much as $250,000 a year thanks to lower taxes and lower cost of living, according to the study. <clears throat> Financial information provider Smart Asset uh, analyzed the amount of money people with uh, six-figure salaries in New York, San Francisco, Chicago could save if they were to relocate to Texas in Austin. A New, Yorker, a New Yorker who makes about 150 grand a year would see a value of their pay increase savings at about $64,811 annually. 64000 savings. Can you believe that? Uh, so it's just a personal issue when people think about moving to Florida it's, or to Austin, Texas. Uh, there's a lot of money involved in terms of their incomes. Well, after getting rejected by Lionel Messi, Saudi Arabia made an offer to another superstar that is betting he can't refuse. Now, get this. The Saudi club proposed a world record $332 million transfer fee. That's before the first dollars paid to the player to Kalian Mabipi from Paris Saint-Germain. Plus, they'll pay him a one-year salary of, get this, $776 million dollars. To put that $776 million in context, it was more than LeBron James' NBA career earnings and Tiger Woods' PGA total uh, tour earnings combined, according to front office sports. It amounts to his being paid $24 a second. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. I wonder if he'll take the offer. I suspect he probably will. Well, Vice President Kamala Harris was accused of stoking a sick lie about Florida's black history curriculum, claiming the Sunshine State is replacing history with lies in its approval of a new statewide curriculum. They want to replace history with lies, Harris said at the Ritz Theater and Museum in Jacksonville on, on Friday. Middle school students in Florida will be told that enslaved people benefited from slavery. That's a complete lie. But critics have been quick to argue that the vice president's claims are a misrepresentation of the new curriculum standards, which were approved by Florida's educational department last week. She flies to Jacksonville to sell this pack of lies. She's a Kamala race baiter. Harris should stay out of the free state of Florida and uh, go tell those lies someplace else. Here's the fact. Uh, what, what the uh, curriculum states is that the same people did, uh, slaves did develop skills and got some training. Uh, and uh, that benefited them later in life, and in fact, they continued to build their skills, and uh, which helped to vault uh, black people, free black people, into higher incomes and a higher status of life in the United States. So uh, she totally misrepresented the truth. The curriculum, by the way, is quite good, as I understand it, and uh, uh, <laughs> she, she comes here and tells us a pack of lies. Stay out of Florida, Kamala. Well, Democrat presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. changed tactics Sunday and demanded for the first time an investigation into possible corruption by President Joe Biden, his party's standard bearer. Kennedy's request was prompted by the release last week of an FBI informant report that alleged that Biden was part of a $10 million bribery scheme involving a Ukraine company that hired his son, Hunter. The report released by Chuck Grassley, he's a Republican from Iowa, he's a senator, alleged Burisma Holdings uh, founder uh, told an informant that he was coerced into paying the Bidens $10 million to, to get the Ukrainian investigation shut down. Well, in fact, you heard the, uh, if you've heard the phone call, it was coercion. You better pay now or we're going to do something serious to you. I've avoided criticizing the president because I'm trying to build, uh, bring people together and end some of the vitriol, the poison that's making politics so poisonous, said Kennedy. I think the issues where our coming ups are worrying enough that we really need an investigation of what's happened, he said. I mean, these revelations of where you have been, uh, have Burisma, which is a notoriously corrupt company that paid out apparently $10 million to Hunter and his dad. If that's true, it's really troubling, said Kennedy. 
<clears throat> Kennedy added, Americans shouldn't be worried about the pol politicalization of uh, federal law enforcement. He said, I think that's something that every American needs to worry about and our federal agencies, which used to be above politics and now become weaponized as political instruments. And that, again, is another really damaging trend for our democracy, said Kennedy. He's absolutely right. I, I salute him and acknowledge him for his courage. Instead of being a standard bearer in the party and supporting his president, he's saying, this is wrong. We need to do something about it. And I think just elevates his integrity as a candidate for the Democrat Party. Mind you, I don't support the Democrats and their agenda, but I certainly admire Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Well, in addition, Kennedy expressed his concern about the media's coverage of his 2024 campaign. Uh, RFK Jr. compared the campaign coverage to the, the scrutiny faced by President Donald Trump. He described the negative attention as unprecedented and acknowledged that if he believed everything written and, and reported about him, he wouldn't vote for himself. Kennedy's controversial remarks about COVID-19 vaccines have led to widespread criticism, particularly his suggestion that the virus could be targeted, could have targeted specific racial groups. As the nephew of a former president, John F. Kennedy, the son of Robert F. Kennedy, uh, RFK Jr. seeks to address these issues while striving for a fair and balanced portrayal uh, to the media. I've had the benefit of reading uh, The Real Anthony Fauci, his book, which is very well documented and very complete in its attack of uh, the politicalization of this COVID thing. I've, I encourage you to read it. But again, I'm an admirer of Kennedy, RFK and I, Jr., and I think uh, he's a great candidate for president. Again, I wouldn't vote for him, but uh, great to see that they're elevating somebody like Kennedy uh, as a candidate. Of course, the Democrats don't want him to say anything and are trying to get rid of him. And that's what's, uh, and I would also say, uh, he has no idea what Trump is going through. Yet he may compare it to what Trump's going through, but he has no idea. Well, Devin Archer, a Biden family business associate and Hunter Biden's best friend in business, reportedly backed out of his scheduled appearance on Monday before the House Oversight Committee, canceling for the third time. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said Archer canceled his Monday deposition with the committee. Archer's uh, under subpoena from the committee, but has reportedly canceled scheduled appearances three different times. Archer's expected testimony remains under negotiation with his lawyer. Reports indicate the committee hopes to compel his testimony on July the 31st. Well, Israel's parliament, or Knesset, passed the first of several judicial reforms proposed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, government on Monday, defying protests and pressure from the White House. The new law prevents courts from using their own idea of reasonableness in blocking government policies. Critics have long argued that reasonableness doctrine allows the left-leaning judiciary to abuse its power, and it's tended to do so more against Israel's conservative governments. Now, U.S. President Joe Biden, whose administration publicly opposes Israel's internal reforms, issued a last-minute warning to Netanyahu not to proceed. Can you believe that? And here's a guy that wants to pack the Supreme Court here in the United States. People living in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Kathleen Pasadomo, the president of the Florida State Senate. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. 
Lulubee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to have winning strategies going into the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senate president. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Hey, I understand you're in Tallahassee this week. Yes, I am. Um, you know, we, we uh, have an early session starting in January. So uh, this summer I'm working on, you know, what my priorities are going to be. And uh, um, so, you know, i got to meet with staff and start working on legislation. So here I am. <laughs> and uh, what is the priority for this uh, session? Well, um, I'm calling it Live Healthy. And uh, it, it kind of, you know, it's my live thing. It says, you know, we did live local last year. And live, live healthy is, you know, the premise is we have more and more people that are moving to the free state of Florida, yeah. just in droves. And many of them are older, and all, all of them are going to need uh, some kind of health care, whether it be primary care or, um, you know, tertiary care or, end-of-life care, and the problem we have is that we have such a shortage of, uh, you know, medical professionals that can deliver care today. So it's not about uh, Medicaid or, or insurance or whatever. It's about workforce, so that's one thing. Uh, and secondly, we want to be able to provide access efficiently and economically, so using um, technology and, and the like. So that's that's our premise, and we've been working with uh, all the stakeholders, whether it be the hospital association or the um, nursing home association, the assisted living association, the safety net hospitals, um, the physician groups, and getting you know, input from the people in the trenches as to how they're, how they're delivering health care, what's a better way to do it. Um, it's not about the quality, because I think we have some of the best doctors in the country in Florida uh, best uh, medical uh, professionals. We just don't have enough of them. So that's um, going to be the thrust of, of my initiative. Uh, the Speaker of the House is also interested in health care. So this may be another first where we do uh, a joint bill, and I'm really excited about that. Well, that's very exciting. And uh, now, would, do you think this is going to lead to, and I realize that you're simply formulating your strategy at this point, so uh, you may not be this far down the road, but do you think it's going to lead to recruiting more doctors from other parts of the country? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, quality doctors, mm -hmm. uh, not an, an open border, to, to use the phrase, yeah. uh, but, you know, uh, licensed <coughs> professionals from other parts of the country <clears throat> who want to come to Florida for the freedoms that we enjoy, our medical freedoms and, and the like. So 
and and then maybe just some some creative um, ideas like uh, identifying uh, potential um, physicians, um, and it's not just doctors. It's from every aspect of healthcare, whether it be uh, technicians, nurses, um, everybody, identifying them in high school and uh, working with them to get them through college, either through scholarships that we can forgive or whatever, if they uh, continue on through uh, medical school or, or either PhD or master's or whatever, and hopefully um, to, to help pay us back that they would serve in rural communities, which is a big problem because yeah. we just don't have enough uh, medical professionals in the center of the state where a lot of people are now living. Well, so those uh, are some of the ideas. Well, those are great ideas. I, I can think of a bunch myself, but like uh, getting rid of certificates of need for bit, uh, you know new hospitals and uh, uh, expanding what nurses can do and so forth. I think there's a number of things that, that should be on the table for consideration, but I think it's a great idea. One, one uh, I think I read, and you can comment, let me know if I'm on the right track or not, that right now we're going through our Medicaid roles to eliminate people that shouldn't be on them after the emergency is over for up for COVID. And apparently right. we're coming up with less people dropping off the roles than we anticipated. Is that, a, is that an issue? Um, we have, and we actually have a lot of people coming on the rolls. And so, um, but I, uh, you, you know, the Medicaid, here's, here's the thing. We made a conscious decision as a state many, many, many years ago, well before I was in the legislature, uh, probably about the time I was born. <laughs> well, maybe not 70 years ago, but that we, we would undertake, um, paying for, uh, certain aspects of healthcare and education. Mm -hmm. We can't turn the clock back. So we have to uh, we have to find a way to keep our uh, the, the decisions we made in the forefront, but in a very um, efficient and economical way. And so, uh, providing quality health care has nothing to do, really, with Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance, and the like, unless we have enough people to provide the uh, services. Um, and so, you know, if you have, if you are uninsured or if you have insurance and you need surgery, everybody has to be treated the same, but yeah. there's just not enough, um, providers to provide the services. And we can't just say, okay, you, you can pay. So we're going to take you first. It's, it, it's illegal. Right. So we have to, um, we have to make sure there are enough uh, providers. That was a decision we made a long time ago and we can't change course. So we're going to just uh, make sure that we do it. Uh, again, efficiently and uh, economically and providing quality health care. And so those are the kind of conversations I'm having uh, with staff and with the stakeholders. And I'm getting a lot, a lot of input from uh, people all over the uh, state. It's, it's, it's really very exciting. And, you know, hopefully we'll come up with something that is novel and, um, again, efficient and economical. Well, it is exciting. And of course, we see right now a couple of states that are th like California, for example, are thinking about you know, going to one pay, uh, single payer systems, you know, and I, I forgot who said it, but it's, uh, I think it's Tom Seward said, uh, uh, if you think uh, health care is expensive now, wait until it's free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, it, that that's um, a, a tough one, because it can't be just free. That's not how we work in this country. Right. I mean, we'd have to completely upend our system, and I don't see that happening. I just, I think we just have to make sure the system that we have uh, agreed to implement is implemented appropriately, and and, it, and it's it's gone off the rails in some places. So yeah. um, I feel pretty good about about where we're going. I mean, we have, um, we, you know, we have great ideas. We have a lot of. The stakeholders, who are the ones who actually make you know do the provide the services, giving us good advice. Kathleen Passanova, yeah. Before I, I can't help but uh, just ask you about Kamala Harris's visit to Jacksonville and her uh, comments comments about <laughs> the, our uh, our uh, Black History uh, curriculum. Well, yeah, I <coughs> excuse me, it's all political rhetoric. And here's here's what I read the standards that they're talking about: a hundred and twenty seven pages. Uh, in fact, I did that yesterday because I'm up here and there's been a lot of chatter about it. And the problem is nobody has read it. Everybody's talking 
out of their mouths without reading it. If you read the standards, all 127 pages, you know, there's a couple of uh, sentences that I probably would have worded differently. Um, but other than that, there's some fabulous uh, um, provisions in there on teaching uh, African-American history, African history. And, and I am I, so frustrated that, that, that nobody's read it. And I challenged my um, African-American colleagues, before you jump on board and start trashing it, promise me you will read it and we will discuss it, and then we can have a conversation. But th- that's not how they work. Yeah, that's not how anybody works. And it's all sides. Everybody just talks outside of their, you know, on both. They, people just talk, yeah. and, they, and they read something in the paper that's totally wrong, and they go, you know, it, go off half-cocked. And, and, and it's both sides. I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, well, as a matter of fact, everybody should be required to think before they talk. Kathleen Pasadoma, again, our state Senate president. I'm so grateful that you took time with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well, Kathleen. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Morton, so we'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more right here on The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of The Bob Harden Show. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratospell Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. You're a valued professional RN. There's a path that takes you to the next level. Hodges University offers an RN to BSN program that, like you, is way above average. RNs with a BSN have a faster track to pursuing leadership positions and can see faster hourly rate increases than those with an ASN. You can earn your BSN with Hodges in just one year. Classes are online and start in August. Scholarships are available. Become the next level nursing professional. Do more. Earn more. Be more. Visit Hodges.edu today. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen up in Madison, Wisconsin, former talk show host in Madison, and uh, now just a good friend down here on the Paradise Coast. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. And uh, are you surviving the heat wave? Well, yes, we are. I mean, uh, it's you got to take care of yourself, and you got to have you know make sure you're hydrated and so forth. So it takes us some precaution, and then making sure that you're not overdoing it out in the sun. But aside from that, yeah, we're we're doing okay down here. How about you up there in uh, Madison? We do not have the heat that you do. However, on uh, in a day or so, it'll be 96. So it's it's toasty, but it's not like you guys are. I mean, it's it's brutal down there, I guess. I've heard that you've been advised to stay indoors for the most part. Well, it's. It, I don't think we've even reached 96 down here uh, during this heat wave. Now, the uh, heat index has been up to like 105 or something like that. <clears throat> but other parts of the United States are far more treacherous than ours right now. Right, yeah. Well... Who knows? You know, you, everybody says it's global warming. Who knows? Well, it is a, I guess they call it a heat dome. So, Boo, what's on your mind today? Well, you know what? We, I can't talk about politics because it's so confusing and it's so, it's actually kind of depressing to talk about. So <clears throat> why don't we talk about evolution and how we've evolved and how we haven't evolved And uh, we have, the human body has about 600 muscles and about 200 bones. 
but we also have a fair amount of stuff in us that is basically obsolete. And it's becoming more obsolete, or there, these little parts are becoming more obsolete as we evolve. Uh-huh. The first one, which everybody knows about, is the appendix. Now, why is that it's obsolete? A, I, I don't know anything about the pa- appendix. <laughs> well, it's a little pouch, and it's attached to the large intestine. Uh-huh. But it really doesn't do anything. Um, they just kind of realized that maybe in 2007... It is uh, a little safe house for beneficial gut bacteria, but they don't know that. And a lot of people I've had, I had, uh, you know, and they get gets infected. I had mine, uh, I had an emergency appendectomy. You know, you, you do get rid of them a lot. Do. A lot of people have appendectomies. Huh. That's yeah. hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, the other thing that we have that we are eventually moving beyond that we don't need anymore is uh, a tailbone, the coccyx. It is uh, in a, a little uh, uh, extra piece onto your spinal cord, under your vertebrae. Ah. And uh, it functioned as a tail. Huh. So not too many humans walking around with a tail anymore. Well, that's so interesting. So in other words, it, it, it probably over the period of time we've lost our tail? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's all but disappeared. Well, it has disappeared. Um, wisdom teeth. Did you ever have your wisdom teeth taken out? Well, I certainly have. How about you? Oh, yeah, I had mine taken out when I was in college. Uh, but they say that it's an extra set of teeth that we don't really need. And back our, back when our ancestors were dwelling, you know, eating mastodons, uh, they were harder to chew things. Yeah. And obviously, there were no dentists, so they needed them as backup teeth. Well, now we don't need them. Interesting. Who knew? Who knew? All right, when you see a dog or a cat respond to a sound, you see how their ears twitch forward or twitch backward toward the sound? Yes. You know how, that, how animals do that? Yes. Well, we still have those muscles to do that, that we actually used to be able to do that. Huh. It is external ear orienting system. So it makes me wonder. I mean, is it one of these uh, use it or lose it type of things? I mean, if people aren't that serious and acute about their hearing, although we have people go with hearing aids and lose their hearing, but uh, is that why we we don't see people's ears going back and forth to pick up sound? Yeah, we don't. We still have the brain circuitry. <clears throat> that's associated with getting your ears to move back and forth towards sound. We just don't use it anymore. That is so fascinating. And you know when you get cold or if you get really frightened, you know how your skin has got goosebumps? Yes. You know, especially when you're cold, if you're walking into a a walk-in freezer or a house that's over-air-conditioned, how your skin gets um, goosebumped. Yes. Well, those... Muscles, again, the, the muscles that create goosebumps, they used to be, we used to be much furrier than we are now. So they used to have tiny muscles attached to hair follicles. And so it would shift the hair into a vertical position to look bigger or to make you seem furrier. Today, obviously, we don't need to look bigger. So, Good God, uh, enough of us are bigger. So is, is the purpose of that, uh, can we presume that it's all about looking bigger in order to fend off predators? Yes. and uh, bad guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah. This, there's this flight or fight syndrome that may be coming from the same thing. You know, we have still within us the whole notion that when we're feeling fear, it's this, uh, are we going to fight or fight uh, or flee? That's the kind of the decision that we have to make. And it affects us and adjust. You know, it's really inappropriate for our needs today, for the most part, although you can, if you're in an urban area, <laughs> you need, might, yeah. might need you that. You still have that on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's, uh, we, we continue to have that fight or flight response even on the most calm of circumstances. Yeah, isn't that fascinating that we still have it? So, so much of us is so, still so tied to our, our genetics and uh, uh, how we've evolved. Yeah. 
the last one is, is like if you turn your hand over and you make a fist and your fist is facing upward toward you, you look down and you see that main muscle pop up. I don't see, see any muscles popping up, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called the palmaris longus uh -huh. muscle. And it stretches the length of our forearm. Ah. And uh, a lot of times you can tell whether or not you still have it. I have it. You can see it. Wow. And you that, have it? it? I don't see it, Boo, but, it, you know, I don't know. Well, a, a lot of people, it's already disappeared. <laughs> In yours, it probably has. Between 15 to 60% of, of people that were studied don't have it anymore. No kidding. But that helps with wrist flex flexation, but it's getting progressively weaker because we use more of our muscles in a different way, and our mu other muscles are taking over that one. And again, it's old. So I guess we can call this uh, hereditary baggage. We've still got stuff going on that uh, we don't need, but uh, Boo, this is such a fascinating discussion. I really appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Thank you, Boo. All right. Coming up, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Gain the skills you want so you'll be in demand by employers. That's what Hodges University's workforce readiness is all about. Choose your specialty from EV technician, automation, robotics, real estate, insurance, and electronics, to programming boot camps, supply chain management, and more. These classes are online, affordable, and focused on what you need to know. Learn more today by visiting Hodges.edu and clicking on Workforce Readiness. Because with Hodges University, you'll stay near and go far. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, going to be visiting with Linda Harden. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about less government. Uh, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and government doesn't. No, it keeps on rolling along. Well, like uh, Max Weber <laughs> said, uh, the purpose of a bureaucracy is to stay. In the power. analogy I've been using is it's a, it's a $5 trillion a year in the federal government's case. It's a $5 trillion a year great white shark. And think of all the remora that will be swimming around a $5 trillion size shark. Yeah. And that, that's all the, the feeders off the scraps of the $5 trillion the shark goes through every year. And that's all the people that are opposed to the Donald Trump-esque efforts to roll back government because they're all invested in the crooked system and nobody wants to see it. None of those people want to see it reduced. That's a that's a great analogy. So you wrote a piece uh, 
when even Wall Street says big tech is too uber-dominant, maybe you can tell us about it. Yes. Uh, yesterday, actually, before the stock market opened, the uh, NASDAQ, which is where the big tech companies are traded, reconfigured how they're represented as a percentage of the NASDAQ because seven tech companies, and you can probably name most or all of them off the top of your head, Google, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, the seven companies represented over 50% of the entire NASDAQ. Yeah. And, and uh, Microsoft and Google alone, uh, excuse me, Microsoft and Apple alone represented 25% wow. of NASDAQ. And that's just insane. That's, it's, that's just so incredibly huge. That even Wall, you know, they've outgreeded Wall Street. How how does how does that happen? Yeah. I, I mentioned Gordon Gecko from Wall Street, where you know he gives a speech: greed is good, greed works, greed will save America. Well, Wall Street greed destroyed America because it outsourced for millions of jobs. But 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 you know, when Wall Street goes, you know, you're a little too big for us. <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty impressive. And and the contrast I drew was. You know, as Wall Street tries to rein in even a little the big tech companies that are dominating the marketplace, and I mean that word dominating in every sense of the word, the, the percentage of the marketplace they control, the, the power structure, the political structure, they dominate all of it. D.C. is on the verge of handing them even more cronyism. Isn't that amazing? Wall Street tries to... As Wall Street tries to rein them in, D.C. is looking at the landscape and saying they don't have enough favors from us. Mm. Um, of course, they have Section 230, which is, I think, the predominant reason they got so huge, which is unconstitutional. Uh, it's, it's a 14th Amendment violation, in my estimation. It's unequal protection before the law. They're the only companies in the history of the planet that get third-party liability protection from the government, yeah. Um, you know, if if I post something that uh, insults somebody, they can't get sued. Well, this was never tested because they got this protection so early. I've argued for years that it. Sorry, I stepped on a dog toy. Um, if 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 this had actually gone to court at any point, where you know, I wrote something about you on Facebook and you sued Facebook because you were slandered by me. I think most judges would go, well, why is Facebook involved in this? They didn't do anything. Right. So they didn't need the protection. I think that very quickly it would have been adjudicated that they're not responsible. But they got this blanket amnesty, which has received several Supreme Court rulings that have only expanded its, its power, its freedom, its, its, its cronyism for the big tech companies. And that's how they, you know, Facebook's a glorified comment section. And it's worth $700 billion. Yeah, how the hell does that? How does that happen without cronyism? So anyway, they've got this huge protection. We should absolutely be discussing getting rid of it. It makes no because on top of that, the whole point was to give them this protection because they would be an open uh, platform where everybody could comment. Well, we know now for years and years and years that they're not an open platform where anybody can comment. They're not acting like a platform. They're acting like a publisher. They're editing conservatives off the platform all the time. Right. So they're editing the content, so they shouldn't get this protection. Now, despite the fact that this should be removed, they're going to keep that. And if they confirm this fifth commissioner to the SEC, the commission is going to give big tech net neutrality. And net neutrality is a bunch of regulations on the Internet providers. None of They don't apply to big tech. They're, they're on the Internet providers who, as we know, are a tiny fraction of the size of the big tech companies. Uh, NASDAQ or, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the stock market is not reorienting themselves because of AT&T and Verizon. They're reorienting themselves because of Google and Facebook. Right. And, and one of the side benefits of net neutrality is it outlaws the ISPs, the Internet providers, Apple, uh, Amazon, AT&T, and Verizon, from charging big tech companies for the bandwidth they use. Which is sick. Even though big tech companies 
use over half the bandwidth used in the United States every day. Right. Just amazing, so, Pete. We're going to be subsidizing $3 trillion market cap Microsoft and $3 trillion a year or $3 trillion market cap Apple with, by paying more for our Internet connection so they don't have to pay anything for it. And then the left is going to come and complain that more people can't afford Internet. Yeah, yeah I wonder why. That is such an important point. Well, I think there's what's analogous to to that situation is what big big pharma. The fact that uh, you know the, uh, pharmaceutical companies are held well, har harmless uh, for the development of these vaccines. It's the same thing. I mean, that's right. It's just it, it, it's, well, we paid we paid for the research. Yeah, they, they, they the, the research was 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 public. Was was the research money was socialized? The profits were privatized. So we paid for all the research on the vaccines as, as, a, as a government. The government paid for it. Then the government mandates that we take it, and the profits are strictly private for the pharmaceutical companies. That's it, not cronyism at all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just another example of... And, and <clears throat> in a previous show, we talked about <clears throat> how the federal government is trying to keep two companies joining together that could help solve the problem of cancer. Uh, they they both have different things that they're bringing to the table and be able to merge. They right. can solve a problem, and yet uh, the federal government is trying to stand in the way of that. And I would I would <clears throat> guess I would guess big pharma is in part is in part involved in blocking that merger because if you can pre pre diagnose cancer, which is what this does, yep. it's a it's a pre diagnosis. <clears throat> hey, you might you're 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 genetically predisposed to get prostate cancer or whatever, you know, whatever cancer you're predisposed to get, if, you're, if you can head it off at the past, to use the old Western term, you don't have to take any pharmaceuticals. Right. <laughs> to, to deal, you know, all the pharmaceuticals you take while being treated for the cancer, you head it off pre preemptively, go, go away. Yeah. And pharma can't have that. And I don't know, I'm, 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 I, I want to be clear, I don't know that pharma's involved in blocking this. But it it certainly makes sense to me from a, from a distance yeah. that that would make sense that, that they, you know because they own the freaking FDA. Well, they they, they can't be big, they can't be big fans of it for sure. Seat Miley again, the founder yeah. and president of Less Government. I hope you visit the website lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seat, always appreciate your commentary on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She's my wife and also very well-informed in everything that's happening, not only locally but around the world. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratospell Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the Intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round, 
Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. ask yourself why people are the way they are. If you're fascinated by human behavior and you want to make a career of it, you know where you need to start? Hodges University with a bachelor's degree in applied psychology. Your professors are practicing professionals that bring your classes to life with live chat discussions and various projects. You know, having a deeper understanding of what motivates people can lead to careers in counseling, sales, human resources. Your passion can be your career. So get started today. What are you waiting for? Visit Hodges.edu or stop by their campus in Fort Myers. They're at the corner of Colonial and Winkler. Because with Hodges University, you're going to stay near and go far. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hearing the commercial for Blue Provence reminds me that Blue Provence is uh, awarded the, one of the top 100 wine purveyors, wine sellers in the world. And it's right here in the beautiful Paradise Coast. So I hope you'll visit Blue Provence not only for a wonderful dinner, but also for a great wine selection at Blue Provence uh, Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. We have with us Linda Harden. Linda is my wife. And also, she's so well-informed of everything that's going on, works with social media in a way that I truly don't understand. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, it looks like uh, uh, they're talking about indicting President Donald Trump again. And uh, it seems to me just every time that you do something like this, he becomes even more popular. He has such a strong hold on the uh, the field right now that uh, he continues— uh, 57% of likely Republican primary voters expressed their support for Trump, and Ron DeSantis is about 13%, Mike Pence at 5%. Any thoughts on that? Well, they come out with a, a leak that they they did this last week, too, that they were going to indict him. Um, I also heard yesterday that they're, that the case that they've got is so weak that that they don't know if they're going to go forward with it. I mean, all this stuff is just so weak, and every time they come out with a leak about that they're going to indict him, it's all, all always to distract from uh, what's going on with Biden. You know, uh, Robert Kennedy said, you know, I, uh, he drew a comparison to how he's being treated with uh, how Trump is being treated. And I think Robert Kennedy, in all due respect, I do admire him for his honesty, his integrity, and his positions that he's taken on a number of issues. But I must say, he has no idea. When you think about the assault uh, legal assault, among other things, on Donald Trump. It's just amazing how he's able to withstand the assault and still uh, demonstrate great leadership. Yeah, it's it's just it's just all a big quagmire. It's really it's really sad. Um, I don't. Speaking of, um, that my mind just turned to something else about one of the presidential candidates, and I don't know if you read what I sent you last night about Vivek Ramaswamy, that that. Um, uh, he was involved with Pfizer, and he was a big proponent of the vaccine. And um, I hadn't heard that before, but yes, his company was in cahoots with with Pfizer to to put um, to put some vaccines out on the market, which was astonishing to me. Yeah. Um, but getting back to getting back to Kennedy, um, you know, the way Kennedy was treated at I don't know if it was the oversight or the judiciary committee that he testified before last thursday it was a censorship it was a censorship meeting he was a hearing and he was there to talk about uh censorship and all those people did was try to censor him i know (laughs) the irony was you could cut it with a knife it was just incredible and then when they were called on it they're saying oh we're not censoring and we're just calling out misinformation these people are just they're they're squirrely. They're absolutely squirrely. Well, uh, what to impressed me was uh, I, we watched the hearing together, and to watch Robert Kennedy respond to these people, I mean, his the height of his intelligence and his integrity uh, and his ethics were just far and away above anybody else. Uh, those Democrats in the room, and I just t- to me the you could just see the the irony of uh, what was going on right there. They, you know, I think the Democrats are going to have to understand that these techniques. We watched. Uh, uh, Kamala Harris come to Jacksonville 
uh, yesterday, I guess it was, or maybe Sunday. But the, the point being is she was attacking the curriculum, the African-American curriculum. It was all a pack of lies. It was so transparent. Well, that's all they, all, that's all they do is lie. Yeah. Yeah, they just make stuff up. In fact, um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz was attacking uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for something he said, and she totally took it out of conste- context. Yeah. And good for Thomas Massey of Kentucky, who just brought forward exactly what he said and the documents that he was basing his, his beliefs on and shut her down in like five seconds. Yeah. But these people, they think we're stupid, and they think that they can just throw stuff out there and, and um, demonize and ruin a person's life just because they, they disagree with him. You know, I, I haven't investigated this, but uh, I saw one of the headlines was that uh, President Obama's and Michelle Obama's chef drowned in uh, a pond next to their in home. In eight feet of water, he was six feet tall. Yeah. So I just, uh, I, I don't know what to make of that. I just wanted to see if we had it any was thoughts. The, it wasn't the only chef that's died. I don't know if you remember, but the Clinton's personal chef died from drowning on a hike. Sounds like a dangerous position. <laughs> well, and, and and people brought up, too, that the person who had um, said grace over Obama's birth certificate was the only one that died in a plane cl- crash on, um, going to Hawaii. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, it. it I, the one report is that this personal chef couldn't swim. The next one was that he was a good swimmer. So they're trying to throw everything they can to try and, and to make it no big deal. But he was six feet tall in eight feet of water from a kayak and no life preserver and what? So, do you think there's anything I don't think we could connect the dots necessarily but it happened on Obama's property for crying out loud to me you just have to to wonder was something nefarious going on here's what I I, I love Dan Bongino and he has a Bongino 24 hour rule and when this stuff starts to hit the fan, mm-hmm. you have to wait 24 hours for all this stuff to shake out to see what's really happening. And I think that's a good rule. That is a great rule. And I, I appreciate that a lot because it would be easy to have a knee-jerk reaction. And my knee-jerk reaction is there's some sort of complicity on the part of the Obamas. But it may not be true. Maybe just uh, you know the fact that he was uh, a close uh, personal friend and uh, you just using the pond next to the He uh, was their personal chef. And there, but he's some, there was someone with him, and we don't know who that was. Yeah, what's going on with that? Now, maybe do we? We don't know who that person did. They, they locate Not yet. him? Not yet. We uh, don't know who it was. Ah, uh, the plot thickens, so we'll have to watch out for that. And they said uh, the Obamas were not in residence, but this was his personal chef, and and he was a chef at the White House when the Obamas were there, and they asked him to to uh, go with them and. Um, by the way, let me just bring up something real quick about the Obamas, is that it was, it was on Daily Mail, um, largest newspaper in the world, that said that Obama, who was a big stickler for this green energy and, and Green New Deal and everything, had a bunch of, um, what should we say, bypasses on his Hawaii um, mansion. So he could, he could bypass all these um, eco rules that they had set out so he could get his uh, Hawaii mansion the way he wanted it. So I think that's very interesting. Yeah, well, rules for thee, but not for me. That's kind of how well, they think. They think we're stupid, and they think that people aren't going to pay. Are they'll just because they thought Obama was so such good character and so wonderful and marvelous, we'll give him a pass on all this stuff. It's just it's 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 sickening, is what it is. Right. So any uh, before I let you go, any uh, prognosis on what's going to happen here politically with regard to the presidential campaign? I don't know. Fox is is doing everything they can to try and get get Trump to debate on this August twenty fourth debate, and and um, should he? No, of course not. He doesn't need to. And and Mike Pence hasn't even made it yet. Remember? He, well, Mike, apparently he he uh, he claims that he has. Well, so. he claims that he has, but the media says he hasn't. So yeah. um, that's so interesting. It's it's not my concern, Pence. Not my concern, Pence. And uh, uh, Sanders is not getting traction, so he's just kind of uh, Ramaswamy. Uh, in spite of what you said, is uh, leapfrogging over a couple of candidates, over uh, uh, some other candidates into the number two position. So it's it's kind of interesting from that standpoint. But it, uh, I must say, from my standpoint, I think it's a it's a Trump's nomination to lose. I think you're right, but I think that day by day, so much is going to come out about all these people. Um, uh, they're all trying to swat down Trump. Yet if Trump doesn't 
appear on, on that debate stage, they're going to have to swat down each other, which is going to be really interesting to watch. Or maybe they'll all sp- stand up there on stage and swat down Trump. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, Tim Scott is um, a big neocon, and he's real close friends with Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, who is who is yeah horrible for the Republicans. So all this stuff is coming out about these people, and Trump is just standing in the in the background um, watching it happen. So uh, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Stay tuned. Linda Harden, again, just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests uh, for tomorrow's show, including Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, as well as Andrew Joppa, professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's one of the ways we support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>